0: Welcome to the Content 10X Podcast, 10X Podcast, the show where content creators learn how to harness the power
1: of content repurposing. And now, your host, Amy Woods. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Content 10X Podcast. So this week's episode, it is about the importance of branding and the consistency of branding when you are repurposing your content. And I have a fantastic guest. So my guest is Phil Palin. Phil and I both met at Janet Murray's content live event in November. He's a brand strategist, a keynote speaker and helps people and businesses to position, build and promote themselves in their brand. And when I decided that this would be a really great topic for this week's episode, there was absolutely nobody else that I could want to have on the show other than Phil. So Phil, hello, welcome to the show.
0: You are so sweet. Um, I appreciate (laughs) that. I'm glad you thought of me. I love this topic. And I love you. I felt the same (laughs) way when we met at Janet's event. I'd only heard of you, but we never actually got the opportunity to meet. And it was such a pleasure. And within weeks of us meeting, we've already like I had you in my my coaching group to teach my my people how to repurpose content. This topic and your expertise, I think, is arguably one of the most important things to consider and implement in your business in 2019 and beyond. So I really, you know, I- I'm a big fan of you.
1: Oh, thank you, Phil. Well, I am of you too. So thank you so much. Um, so tell us a little bit more. Obviously, I said you were a brand strategist, but so much more than that. So tell me a little bit more about what you do.
0: Sure, it's a classic case where you kind of have to have some specificity around your brand so people know who you are and why they should care. I do lots of things, but typically the excuse for me to engage with someone is um, a lot of times their website, right? Someone needs a new website or they're updating their website. They look at my portfolio and go, damn, those are nice. Um, A lot of times personal brands. That's what I started doing about seven or eight years ago. And what I continue to do because... Uh, it's just what I like. I like working directly with people. So I help people and companies, as you said, position, build, and promote their brands. Everything I do for someone falls in those three categories in that order. So positioning your brand is having a look at what is it you love to do, paired with what is something others need and are willing to spend money on. Building your your brand Uh, building your visual brand, if we want to get more specific, involves photography, your brand identity, which is more than just a logo, and your website. You know, how you're saying online, how you're communicating who you are online in a way that's going to grab your audience's attention. And then that final stage is, you know, once we've positioned and built the house, we're ready to take it to market. Um, that's looking at content strategy, social media strategy, uh, you know, maybe more traditional means, growth, hacking, all different kinds of things that fall in that final category of getting the right eyeballs on you. But as the saying goes, you're only going to get a fraction of the value you deserve for your house if it isn't built properly, if it doesn't have a roof. So I'm very much focused on, if I had to pick one of those, it's very much the build of a visual brand uh, so people can use branding as a tool to manifest their business goals, basically.
1: And it's so important, isn't it? And at content 10 X, when we meet with new clients, so as part of what we do, like our end to end repurposing service, when I meet with a new client, I always explain to them that branding is something that we take really, really seriously at content 10 X. And we, spend a lot of time absorbing their brand understanding them and and not just you know their logos and their colors and the fonts but their tone of voice who they are everything about them so that what we create on behalf of them when we repurpose their content is is on brand for them and you know it's something that i always really really emphasize and sometimes people come to us and don't actually you know, have that like much of a brand, so then we helped work with them to enhance and build that. But some people come with everything brand guidelines, everything that they want us to work with. It's really, you know, interesting to see the spectrum of, of how people operate with brand. But I guess the, the first really important question I want to put to you is, you know, why is branding so important?
0: Sure. It's a really valid question because I think leading up to this moment now, um, people see branding as like doggy daycare. It's nice to have if you can afford it or have the means, but it's not necessary. But we have to change our framing of that, right? Um, You don't get to choose whether or not you have a brand. I don't even like saying that word. I hate the word brand and I hate the word content, but unfortunately... That's, you know, the reference point that people use for this to make sense. But if someone is taking your name and entering it into a search engine, then you have a brand. I would argue that you have responsibility for what that person sees, to a certain extent. If you have done nothing to build a presence online, then that's your responsibility. It will affect the first impression others make of you and so i see branding as and i'm not exaggerating i mean i do sometimes but not right now <laughs> i see branding as one of the most powerful business tools available to us because you can use this tool to manifest not even what you want now but who you want to become down the road it's how i have built my career so branding really is the art of recreating the in-person experience what makes you so great in real life how do we achieve that messaging that content that personality online so those two experiences are consistent and the best analogy i can give you is online dating okay when you consumes when you consume someone's profile on a dating app let's say right you've read you know who they are their characteristics what they look like Essentially, you are consuming a profile that someone has created. When you meet them in real life, at the moment you're meeting them in real life, you've decided, you've been sold on that first impression. If that experience of what you've consumed online is not consistent with what you experience in real life, that is never a good thing. So that's in the context of dating, but welcome to 2019 and beyond where actually that's every part of our day, business, personal, right? It's, we have two versions of ourselves, the in-person, the online and branding. I believe, regardless of how all these different people define it is really done effectively when we recreate the in-person experience online end of story.
1: I completely agree with you. And I really love the dating analogy. And it it reminds me of another analogy to dating, which is quite similar in terms of how quickly we judge people in our attention spans as well online, which is, um, I remember hearing somebody talk about how we consume content on social media, and how if you compared it to dating, so dating apps. So you have apps like, um, or sites like eHarmony and things like that, where it'll be, um, what are your views on having children, your religious views, your, you know, what would you do in these scenarios, all these deep questions, hundreds and hundreds of questions to try and pair people together. And then you have Tinder, you know, which is basically you like, you are wearing blue, I'm wearing blue, let us meet up tomorrow (laughs) and like those quick decisions, not like in depth, all of this. And that people make those decisions really, really quickly and on social media, especially especially, Um, it's more like the tinder snap decisions in terms of you know you look very quickly and you make a decision and so if you don't have that branding and you don't it's not immediately obvious and it stands out and it's if it's all haphazard you're going to lose people aren't you because you need to um, make your brand come across in a very quick way. Um and then if people initially like what they see, they'll delve further, they'll look further and you know, and, and go beyond that, won't we? But people make decisions very quickly as well, don't they?
0: Exactly. Right. You only get one shot. I learned this yeah. when I started, which was very much in a niche market. Um after I graduated my masters in the US I moved to LA because I thought I wanted to work on TV shows and for a while I did till I realized actually um I kind of am more inspired by someone who has a great idea or a dream and wants to work in lots of different industries besides television and entertainment but for a while that was my world like if you were a TV host and you wanted to stand out in an audition increase the likelihood that they'd book you then you had to grow your followers you had to make a strong first impression online like that was my world and very much it was this, you get one shot. So when you walk into the room in front of a casting director, a gatekeeper, someone who could potentially decide your future, your fate, you get one shot. They do not want to see you six months from now. They don't even really want to see you three years from now. They'll remember you and they'll remember why they didn't pick you. So, like not to stress anyone out, but as every day passes, right, you really need to be putting your best foot forward. Why is it that people will spend hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars or British pounds on an outfit for a wedding, for a conference, for, for one single event. And yet when I go look them up on LinkedIn, their profile photo crops out their family from a barbecue from 2004. <laughs> Why on earth am I still seeing pixels? or iPhone photos as profile photos. To me, that's like showing up to a wedding in pajamas. I just don't, (laughs) you know, people haven't connected yet that it's not a luxury. You have a brand, it is your responsibility, and it's an exciting opportunity that you have to really make a strong first impression that will make an impact on someone and make them wanna take action. So that's the exciting, that's the positive part of this is that the control is within you.
1: And I completely agree. And when you are creating content online and you're really thinking about that first impression, um, what I always say is that you should focus on your core content, what you're really good at um what you know that you can be consistent with and what you know you can create you know, good quality content that resonates with people and making sure that it is completely on brand for you and in alignment with everything else that you put out so people can start to recognize you and your brand. But then when people go on to reformat and repurpose content, so when people move their content from say their website onto social media to maybe promote the content to reach different people with that message what do you think is so important in terms of the brand consistency so what should people be thinking about when they create content for their website and then maybe they create some content for linkedin or for instagram facebook the the consistency within the branding what what is so important about that and what are the considerations people need to make
0: I love this question because do you want to know why it involves you? (laughs) People overthink this. So the minute we sit at our computer and open a Word document and try and draft our brand sentence or the about page for our website or our next tweet or Instagram caption, you are already overthinking it and setting yourself up for failure. Your best... Ideas, conversational tidbits that you say effortlessly come when you're communicating with people casually. So rather than being stumped on those ideas or what you're going to say, right, um, instead of broadcasting, you know, and thinking about the output, I think I, I, I instead need you to listen to yourself, listen to your ideas, build a system a way of inventorying all of those ideas, whether you use them or not. Not 400 sticky notes or notebooks in a bazillion different places because (laughs) that next amazing idea you get on the airplane, because we all know that's the best place to get ideas, right? you're going to stuff it away in your notes, in your iPhone, and you're not going to look at it for three years because you're going to forget you wrote it there. So you've got to create a system to keep track of your ideas. When you achieve that streamlined system to keep track of your ideas, then you put those ideas to work. You listen to yourself. Do you know what? There's gonna be sentences I say to you, Amy, in this conversation that will make an amazing Instagram caption or tweet, or yeah. potentially the homepage of you know the next version of my website. So right now I'm listening to myself. I'm communicating to you and answering your questions. But I'm also listening to myself because you and I know each other, but we don't know each other well. I have to um, conversationally c- communicate my perspective to you, and that is the best opportunity I have to then take my ideas and repurpose them. Right? I mean, you're asking me specifically about you know where do you even start, or when it goes, you know, when it comes to your website, for example. But it's all the same thing. Listen to yourself. Don't put so much pressure on yourself to create the idea from scratch a few minutes before you need it, but build that system of inventory where you take your own ideas, use a a variety of apps. I can give you some that are some of my favorites. Um, Get those ideas and then put them to work. It's when you're in conversation with someone else that when you're not even realizing what you're saying and how you're saying it are the best ways to achieve that consistency that we're talking about.
1: And and when it comes to the different social media platforms, so let's say, for example, Instagram, um, what do you think, if you're collating your ideas, and you, as you said, you've got all these different ideas, you've been listening to yourself and, and what you are trying to express, how do you think you should work out what would be best to put out onto, say, Instagram versus put out onto, say, Facebook or LinkedIn? Like, Is there a a method that you follow of what kind of content and ideas would you put on that platform versus that platform?
0: Yeah, uh, definitely. And this isn't necessarily my idea or is it particularly revolutionary, but you do need to give each platform a purpose. We can't just update it for the sake of updating it to be active because that's what other people are doing. You really should make it clear what each social media platform uh, does for me as uh, as the consumer, right? So you as a, as a brand, who do you help, right? That should be answered literally in your social bio. And then tell me what, what I can expect by following you, right? Is it going to be some kind of, is it going to be travel advice? Uh, if you're a digital nomad, is it going to be, you know, ways to improve my chess game. I mean, get specific because it's that specificity that allows your audience to identify themselves in a very exciting way nowadays, right? If you try to be everything to everyone, you effectively appeal to no one. So think about your audience. It's not really up to you to decide. I think if you're really listening um, to what your audience wants or if you're still growing it, you know, listening to where those kind of opportunities exist for you to satisfy a need in a different kind of way than maybe what's already on the market, right? Listen to what they want, give that platform purpose, and that gives clarity to your audience, you know, so they know what they're going to get, but it also gives clarity to you so you know what the heck you should update it with. Create rules for yourself on platforms so that you're kind of drawing the lines of the sandbox so you can play within it.
1: And do you ever find that people sometimes get a little bit almost confused and lost lost within their brand when they try and maybe be too different so when almost if you were to find someone that you had you discover someone that you've never known before and you feel that they're such a different person from their website to who they are on Facebook to who they are on say YouTube if they do a lot of video content do you ever find that do you find that people when they reformat and move to different platforms they almost start to lose who they are. And then there's not a lot of consistency when people are delving into working out who they are. And they think this person on YouTube just just doesn't seem like the same person on this website. (laughs) doesn't seem the same person that they're sending the tweets out for. Or, or, you know, is that a mistake that people can make in getting lost with the formats and the platforms?
0: Yes, that happens a lot. Or the other thing I find is that they get too much advice from too many different places. And it actually prevents them from taking action on anything. So even more so than like lacking the consistency, I see that people just don't post at all or don't post enough to even really make it worthwhile because Mm. they're afraid. And I'm guilty of this. They're afraid of not posting perfection. Perfection paralysis is probably one of my biggest weaknesses as an entrepreneur nowadays. Um, I feel like if I, you know, everything has to be perfect. People hire me because I build visual brands. Everything has to look perfect. Well, you know, but also if you wait for those moments of perfection, you're, you're going to be waiting a long time and you're going to miss out. You're going to snooze and lose. So Mm. it's a balance of all of these things. You know, before we hit record on the microphones, I was saying to you, it's like, as an entrepreneur, we feel pulled in 500 different directions and then. Even worse, we look at what our competitors are doing and how good they are at all these things, and it's like, oh, I'm nowhere near as good. But it's like, we, at some point, we have to make a decision. We have to move. We have to execute. And even if it's not perfect, showing up and being consistent is far more important than perfection. And don't take advice from too many different places. You know, I try to keep this simple because people do feel perplexed. So anytime someone feels challenged by this, What they should say, how they should say it. I remind them this two elements at play content, what you say, personality, how you say it. You're never gonna be completely original with your content. You're just not. What you have to say has already been said online more times than you realize. No one is gonna keep coming back to you just for what you say. That in itself has you competing with Google. You're never gonna win. However, mm-hmm. personality is your secret ingredient. And that's not something you build, you know, that's not something you know you need to improve. That's already there. The way that you and I would have a conversation in person or on a podcast just like this, how you say it is what keeps people coming back to you for your perspective and your opinion on that topic. So again, listen to your personality. What is it that people enjoy about you? Go on Facebook right now or LinkedIn, whatever is your platform of choice, and post, describe me in one word, go. Right? You'll get a ton of comments on that post and leave it for about 24 hours. And what I want you to do is go back and look at some of the, the words that repeat or similar words. And, you know, it's interesting, right? Because like, so, sometimes when you don't know the answer, you should just ask ask for the answer you're not sure what to post on social media ask what people want from you you're not sure how to describe yourself then ask people around you how they would describe you listen to that and take that into consideration as you build this presence online very simple
1: yeah I completely agree with you and I think that if you post a question as you said uh, asking people to explain what they think of you in one sentence or one word um, and you if you start to see, hopefully you see what you want to see what you've been putting out there what you hope people would say and you think right I'm doing this right if it's completely confused and everyone's saying really different things and I suppose there's a sign there that you you, you know you, you are a little bit confused in yourself as to what you're putting out there and you're you know being a bit different and people you know are seeing different sides of you and it's a bit confusing so if it was really really varied that might be a bit worrying and if it's com- if people consistently are all saying something that is not what you want people to say and not what you want your brand to be about then you realize that again you know you need to go back look at what your brand values are look at who you are what kind of messages you want to put out and make sure that you're guiding people towards them perceiving you how you want to be perceived as well isn't it so it's a really good test in terms of is it consistent in a good way is it consistent in a bad way or is it just mixed up <laughs> is it, is it yes. totally inconsistent yeah so that's a really really good tip and I think what I often say to people is when you're say creating some content so you've written like a, a really good blog post or you've done a great podcast episode And then you want to try and repurpose that onto different platforms. The way you can stay. You know, true to you, but respect the platform is things like, so you've just given opinions on in a blog post. So go to Twitter to extend the conversation and start having the chats with people about that opinion that you put out there. Go to Instagram, go to Insta stories and start capturing kind of micro moments of you experiencing what you talked about or just chatting to people, use polls and things like that to get people's opinions um, or the Insta post to bring it like to life visually, but it's still all consistent with what you were saying in the original post, just bringing it to life in a different way. Um, or Facebook, you know, is more kind of for the the conversations and chats as well, isn't it? So um, it, you can stay consistent with your message, respect the different platforms and and then put the message out there in different ways to interact socially with people, basically, isn't it? And then bring them into you and who you are. And hopefully, you know, if you're a business, then hopefully want to kind of work with you and, and all of the the other side of putting content out there as well.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 Amen.
1: <laughs> so what would you say is a as a um is a as a final question? So if somebody is listening to this and they're thinking, wow, you know, I've not really ever given brand much thought at all. I've just kind of put things out there and maybe I really do need to start thinking about this. What would you say would be a first really good step in terms of Um, trying to understand and develop your brand a little bit more online.
0: Sure. Uh, people get hung up on it because it's a big question and it's not a question that should be answered overnight, but your brand is a combination of something you love. So let's not overthink that, right? Like I get excited for people who have maybe had a career or two or three different career paths, and then they arrive at this moment where they're realizing, wow. I could actually make a change in my life and actually make a brand or a business. I use those two terms interchangeably. I could actually make a brand or a business out of something I really love to do. It's my hope and dream that everyone has a career based on something that they would otherwise do as a hobby. I mean, I feel that way. I love to make websites. It's not peachy every day, but I love visual branding. I love to help people, I love to teach. And I get to do all those things within my job, so it doesn't really feel like a job in the way that other people classify a job working for someone else. So a brand is your opportunity to revisit what it is you love. Not everyone can tell me their brand in one sentence, but everyone has an answer to this question. If you won the lottery today, what is it you would do with your time tomorrow? Every single person can answer that question. And when I ask at conferences, I hear, you know, travel, spend more time with my family, give back to charity, fantastic. Really think about the answer to that question. What is it I love to do? Then, with a little bit of research, a little bit of market research, pair that love with something others need and are willing to spend money on. And don't just ask family and friends, because they will sometimes be too nice and give you a biased perspective. Ask a stranger at the dog park, would they use this product, or would they pay for this service? Start to collect opinions, feedback, that allow you to figure out where do you belong in this big crazy overwhelming landscape right without overthinking it what is it you love to do paired with what do others need and then and only then when you have at least the beginning of an answer to that question only then can you start to build something to show for it while allowing for evolution right we, we we have to walk before we run. We can't go from crawling like a baby to running a marathon. It's just not how <laughs> it works. Instead, it needs to be a process, an evolution. And that's totally okay. People love to see that, you know? One of the things people love to do is scroll back on your Instagram feed and look at how it used to be before it was all perfect and curated and beautiful, right? We like to see that because we're human. So don't put too much pressure on yourself with all of this. Know that you'll be able to pivot and evolve. But at the end of the day, none of this matters unless it's rooted in something you absolutely love to do. That's my advice. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. And I love what you said about kind of sharing that story as well. Um, I really agree with you on that too. Um, so thank you so much, Phil, for coming on to the show today. I really, really do appreciate it. So many great tips. Really enjoy the conversation. Um, where can people go to connect with you and find out more about what you do?
0: Well, thank you. I've enjoyed it as well. Um <laughs> We, I've got a few things. If people are listening to this podcast, that means they like podcasts, I can only assume. Um, my colleague Lauren and I have a podcast called Brand Therapy, where we get a total stranger on the phone without knowing much about them beforehand. They bring a specific question related to branding or business, and we tackle it and leave them with a solution in about 25 minutes, about the same time as you. Um, that's kind of fun. We've done it for a year, so we're up to about 50 episodes plus. Um, my website is philpallen.co. I'm very distracted by Instagram and Twitter. If you want to get in touch with me, those are the platforms that I check the most. Um, yeah, I've got a blog, but everything I speak at conferences all over the world, use them as an excuse to travel, but I would love to just, you know, if people listen to this, they took the time to listen to this conversation, then the least you could do is say hello. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So Instagram or Twitter are the quickest ways to get in touch with me. And uh, yeah, thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun.
1: And I'll put the links to everything that you just mentioned in the show notes as well. So um, to find all of that, just head to um, the website when this show is live and you'll get all the links. So, yeah, thank you, Phil. I will be um, listening to your podcast and we're already connected on social. So I highly recommend follow Phil on Instagram and Twitter. It's lots of fun. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. It's been a great conversation.
0: My pleasure, thank you for having me.